Matsay live reaction to Wolves 2, Leeds 3 on a breathtaking, frantic, incredibly frustrating Friday night at Molyneux. Wolves were 2-0 up at half-time. Johnny's first goal since his return from injury after 26 minutes, calmly side-footing into the bottom corner after good work from the early substitute Francisco Trincao, who had been brought on to replace the injured Ruben Neves, had teed him up. Trincao then finally got his first Premier League goal. He'd hit the post with a shot from distance earlier on in the half, and 11 minutes into stoppage time at the end of the first period, he was able to find the bottom corner from the edge of the penalty area. Wolves were cruising. They looked much the better team. They were having more opportunities, and we thought it was going to be a matter of time before they went on to get more goals. But the game changed on a red card for Raul Jimenez, second yellow forcing the sending off as he went charging on towards a through ball in Amelier the Leeds goalkeeper came charging out the two collided and the officials decided that it was not just a free kick for Leeds but worthy of a second yellow and off went the Mexican Wolves hung on for 10 minutes but then when Jack Harrison finally bundled the ball home and got Leeds back into it three minutes later a crazy rush of blood to the head for Jose Sarr and Romain Saiz who somehow combined to allow Rodrigo to have the opportunity to put the ball into the net and get Leeds back on level terms. And then late on in the game, in fact in stoppage time, Luke Ayling benefiting from Wolves, not being able to clear a set piece, turning the ball home. There was so much drama in the game that doesn't even sum it all up. And in the end, it finished Wolves 2, Leeds 3. And such frustration, Andy Thompson, because as I say, for... For 53 minutes, it was only going one way. Yeah, it was. And look, say, without doubt, it's a lot the sending off's a turning point, isn't it? Um, it's allowed Leeds to get themselves back into the game. Uh, momentum swung towards Leeds, but Wolves will be disappointed. Wolves will be disappointed with the way that they defended the ball, um, the way that they allowed Leeds to have easy possession in, in certain areas that were going to hurt them. Uh, and to get themselves into a level position with two quick goals because of the the way that we defended. Look, Saiz won't want to see the two opportunities, well, the two goals that Leeds scored, or the first two goals, because he gone to kick the ball, and it's Conor Cody's kicks off the line, and then they put the ball in. And then as the ball's coming across from the second one, he's tried to clear the ball, it's gone straight up into the air, Leeds players got it, and they've ended up conceding the other goal. And look, Saiz has been magnificent all season, but... Again, it's it's just bad defending, bad defending, bad organisation about getting around players and making it difficult for Leeds. They, they allowed Leeds to put pressure on them. They allowed Leeds to dictate what was going on and, and then all of a sudden you level um, in the space of minutes and all of a sudden the momentum's all with Leeds and then they get that winning goal at the end where, we again, we defended poorly and we headed into areas that was going to cause us a problem. Andy Thompson with his thoughts. Claire Hakeman has been watching this one as well. What did you think? Oh, totally frustrating with the with the end result, isn't it? And I think the fact that we dominated the first period, obviously, this you know we started off pretty um, pretty even. I thought they took the game to us a little bit at the start, but as soon as we settled into the game, we dominated. I think they looked pretty poor as well by the end of the first this, the first half. And I think we totally had them on the ropes. It's a shame the Trincao shot couldn't have gone in to to give us at least a three goal advantage, which is nothing less than we deserve, really. 
second half, obviously, game completely changed on that decision. And, you know, I appreciate a referee's job is really difficult. And in fairness, when I saw it in, in real real time, I, I thought it could have been a yellow as well. So, you know, you've got to give give that a bit of credit. But equally, a bit like Tomo said, you know, they have people in their ear all the time. If somebody could have just said that, you know, perhaps it wasn't a second yellow. I think after that point, we lost our heads a little bit. I think on that decision, there was so much negotiation going on with the referee to whether it, he's going to be a red card. I think we just lost our heads in that moment and we defended a little bit like that. We were all over the shop, like chasing balls that weren't there. Sars come diving out, at, you know, at different points. Sais has tried to chop a clearance away. But there's a little bit of something that everyone takes a responsibility for there because somebody should be telling him he's got time on that second one. You know, a little bit of communication out there. But you know, we finished relatively strongly, I suppose, in some respects. But I think the game was gone by the time we started playing at the end. And perhaps there could be a question that maybe some a couple of the subs could have come mm. on a little bit earlier and made an impact. But uh, it's difficult, isn't it? It's difficult to know what to do. Do you go for the go for the win? Do you, do you keep the draw? You know, it was the game was against us. And I think the way that we were playing, we, 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 we'd lost it. Uh, let, let's let's talk about the the second yellow that led to the red card. Tim Spears, our colleague, covered Wolves for many years from the Athletic, has tweeted: "Just don't get the red." Jimenez is slowing down. He can see the collision coming, but at that speed, it's unavoidable. Common sense rarely exists with Premier League refs, though. We know that. Uh, I I I mean, as you say, Claire, your initial thought was it, it's probably worthy of a yellow. Uh, my question to both of you, having played the game to the levels that you have, would you not think that there is an element of common sense that says that there is no, there's nothing Raul Jimenez can do there. He's entitled to go for that ball. If it's millimetres fractions the other way, he gets there ahead of Melier. Melier wipes him out. There's a question whether Melier wipes him out having gone for the ball anyway and whether that's a fair challenge. So to make the decision they have seems incredibly, incredibly cruel. But I'd say, I'm with Claire, I thought initially that it was a yellow card, so like I thought they'd gone in on the goalkeeper. But when I watched the replay, and again, we talk about people being in his ear and having a look, he hasn't even gone for the challenge. He's basically, they've just collided. They've just run into each other. He hasn't kicked him. He hasn't put his foot into him. Um, it, it's just a challenge where they've basically collided. Now, the referee's got his yellow card straight out of his pocket as soon as he's walking up. The assistant referee give a free kick to Leeds, the probably, but there was no malice in it by the look of it. And I just don't get why we talk about technology, we talk about VAR, we talk about these people get trying to get these consistent decisions correct. And again, it hasn't. Somebody could have just said to him, he's not sending off, they've just collided, we've seen it on the replay and he's fine. But... Look, it's changed the game. It's changed the game, hasn't it? Wolves are comfortable. Wolves are comfortable, but it's... Listen, I guess the question I'm asking you both is, does there need to be a higher bar in terms of a second yellow card in that? Because it is a subjective decision by the officials to say that that is worthy of a yellow. Because as we just discussed, Claire, it could have gone the other way quite as easily. Yeah, 100%. I think there's key components in there. The mistake was from Charlie Creswell that let him in behind. Um, it, the keeper is massively out of his area. So he's way out of where, you know kind of where he should be. And also the referees had a lot of decision-making time there. Like Tom, I've said, he'd whipped his cards out straight away. He didn't want to go back on that, I don't think. 
whatever was being up. But I get he can't go over and the rules won't say he can go over for a, for a yellow card to have a look at a monitor. But what's the point in having the people in his ear if we can't query it and say, can you just check that for us? Because they do it. I'm pretty sure they do it for other things. Because the, the point about it being subjective, I guess, Tomo, and listen, you know, we are, of course, biased. Of course we are. We're Wolves TV. But we saw plenty of instances tonight whereby a, a free kick went for Leeds seconds after an, an almost identical challenge on a Wolves player was not penalised. And that is what frustrates supporters because yeah, they look at it, it and they think, look, there's not a conspiracy. Of course there's not. But it feels like you're being hard done by. It frustrates us all. Um, and and I, I know we've gone for VAR and we're talking about trying to get the, these uh, decisions consistent across the board. And it still isn't. It still isn't. I, so like, and I know like, the referee's doing the best that they can. But how can they keep getting it wrong so often? That's the problem that I've got. They're inconsistent. They're giving a free kick for one thing, giving a free, not giving a free kick on the other hand. And it's that consistency that we need across the game. We need consistency to make sure that we, get, we try and get things right. Now, if I'm getting a free kick for somebody pushing somebody in the back and then on the other end I'm not, which happened just down here in front of us, I don't get it. I don't get it. If, if one's a foul, the other one must be. So, look, and, 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 that's, and that's the problem that a lot of people have, uh, us watching it. We can look at the replays and we're fortunate enough to do that. But when we make a call straight away by just watching it live, we go, well, he's just done that one. What about that one? I just don't get it. These referees are inconsistent and it's causing people and fans and players that much misery and that much problems that they don't get why they give one and not the other. I think as well it incites the crowd a little bit. I think the atmosphere in here got quite edgy at a point and you could tell that on and off the pitch. There was, I've never seen a game actually where I could see so much going on either in the crowd with the substitutes that are warming up, there was things that the referee was doing. The, the control seemed to be like lost at points. And some of that is driven. I'm not saying it's fully the referee's responsibility, but the referee making poor or inconsistent decisions actually generates that atmosphere that, that gets the crowd going, but sometimes in actually a negative way. Um, and I think the players, I think that maybe they like totally, as we said before, I think they lost their heads a little bit. But I mean, I think the referee, he was inconsistent, particularly towards the end with a couple yeah. of free kicks you're giving. And I, I, I don't mind when it's, if he's consistently for, like, poor for both well, teams. That's, yes. that, yeah. And no, that's what I'm saying. You just want him to be consistent one way or another. That's the thing. Well, we saw he was inconsistently, con well, consistently inconsistent. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Totally. But you look at the, the, the one here where the assistant referee has given a throw in to Leeds where it clearly come off the foot of a Leeds player. He's 10 yards away. How can they be getting that wrong? I don't get... How can they get it wrong? And listen, we are being very critical of the officials. That shouldn't take away from both of you have criticism of the way Wolves then handled the situation. Yeah. Look, say, look, say the way that we play, the way that we go about the game, um, again, referees are going to get it wrong. Don't get me wrong. We, we want consistency on it, but... You've got to be able to keep your heads and to get on with the game and just to go uh, and do your job, whatever it is, defending, attacking, midfielders, whatever it is. Now, we've lost Jimenez to a sending off. We lost Neves to an injury, which are big losses for us. But going into that first, after that first half, we looked comfortable. Leeds, Leeds were struggling. 
Leeds were struggling. We edged our way into the game. We got a, a good lead, a good 2-0 lead. But the sending off changed everything. I don't know if it was the mentality of the players, but the shape went. Uh, our defending where we're quite calm and cool under pressure all of a sudden went. And, that, and the goalkeeper also typifies that. We say he's, he's cool, but he started being a bit erratic as well. Um, our, trying to clear the ball. It, just things just didn't happen for whatever reason. But again, so look, that... They'll look at that, the, the Wolf squad, and I'm sure they will over the days coming, and they'll be disappointed with the way that they defended those goals after having a 2-0 lead. I think after the sending off, we just weren't very Wolves. I think what we what we were kind of seeing, we don't see often, which is which is a relief, because we were panicking, we were lacking composure. Um, you know, it was one player that was sent off. I appreciate being one man down. is an absolute, you know, it's a tough tough shift for, for any of the players. But I think we just sat so deep that we were like thinking, OK, we're going to absorb this. As soon as they got that first goal, you just knew that, OK, this is going to be backs against the wall now. As soon as they get a second, you, you felt like the game turned completely for them. I think we'd lost our heads a little bit. The control wasn't there from us. We weren't creating a fat lot. There was points where, uh, uh, you know, we had subs in the locker. Could somebody have come on earlier to freshen it up a little bit? To just, just give well, us those legs in midfield or well, we just spoke give about us something? Silver coming on as a focal point up there because uh, at the end of the day, Potence, OK, good player, but he's not going to be somebody who's going to lead the line for you um, for one reason or another. Like some, You need somebody who's actually going to challenge in the air, which we lost with Jimenez going off. You Somebody who's going to chase things down. Look, Potence, tries, but... He just hasn't got that physicality where he can actually do that against opponents. And we needed to do it. And I thought that Silver would come on earlier than he did. Uh, Adam says, with 11 players on the pitch, there's no way we lose that. Dave says, no point moaning about the ref. Jimenez deserved both bookings. Lars had no plan when we went down to 10. Ed says, our own self-destruction. Steve says, pathetic display of professionalism. Uh, John says, 2-0 up. Lose Raul to a dubious challenge. Bruno should have made changes to shore up the midfield. Uh, ben says, should have shut up shop after the red card. Leeds showed first half by their relegation fodder. So angry. Uh, another says, can't play against Leeds with 10 men with the way they press. It was inevitable following the red card. He stays on the field and Wolves win that comfortably. That's what's cost us European football. Uh, a lot of people angry uh, Kevin Friend, the referee, as well. Another one, DJ, says 11 v 11. We go on to win that comfortably. Fell apart, but at 2-2, I thought we was holding it together and might go on to win it. Uh, the fact, uh, This one from Mark says, the fact of sending off wasn't able to be looked at by VAR is a complete joke. They need to move to the system used in rugby or just abandon VAR. I mean, I, as you know, I'm a supporter in general of VAR. I just think that... It doesn't make a huge amount of sense the way it's applied sometimes and the fact that it's the same officials who've been making questionable decisions for years and years <laughs> and years. And may I just point out, tonight's referee was 50 and has been in the game for a long time. Um, Sean says, at least we're staying up. I'm happy. Uh, Mark says there were at least 10 challenges in the second half, far worse than Raul's on the goalie, yet most didn't even get a whistle, let alone a yellow and, uh, well, there's basically a lot and a lot of messages of people uh, criticising the referee. Um, in terms of Europe, uh, where are we now? 
I think that's a massively missed opportunity for me. But I think because, you know, we play on a Friday night, that's a nice thing if you get the three points. Uh, it's pretty grim now waking up tomorrow morning remembering that we didn't get three points, we didn't even get one. Um, and obviously West Ham go to Spurs on, on Sunday and, you know, if, if Spurs had dropped points, we'd actually have gone above them and stayed above them after this weekend. So I think that... I think that's a, a bit of a blow, to be honest. And I know that we can go and get freak results along the way because we're obviously playing the top three and you don't expect much off Man City. But, you know, it's a Wolves thing to do to go and get some points off those teams. But I just think a game like today, we needed something out of it. Um, uh, I think it's a tough one to take and I think a lot of fans will be really frustrated by that because it's just, for, it's just typical Wolves, really, that you get two wins on the bounce and then up comes a, an unexpected loss and then you go into an international break so you've got a couple of weeks off and, and then we then we're back at home to Villa you know a hell of a big game to come back to that's got to be three points you know the pressure will be on because Wolves fans will you know there's, it's Villa Villa are coming here we do not want Stevie Gerrard with a smile on his face at the end of that game Absolutely um, Tomo I mean it's they've got this little international break now They've got to regroup, get this out of their I've system. I've got to sulk for two weeks now. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly how I'm feeling. Seriously, it, it, it ruins my weekend yeah. after, when I've been the Wolves game. But uh, what ruined it a little bit so look, was the way, the manner that we lost. That, that's the thing. You say It's a hard thing to take when your team's played really well in the first half, got the cells into a good lead, and then you end up losing the game. Uh, but so look, I'm sure I'll try and get over it in the two weeks. So, But it'll eat away at me at the, the weekend. Just uh, seeing Ruben Neves on crutches down in front of us, which is a most pressing concern for Portugal. He was due to go away with them on the international break. Hope that is just precautionary. Well, he's got it in the leg brace as well, by and the look. He is I don't okay. know if that's just to support it or to put some kind of pressure on it. But it rather sums up the night yeah, from Wolves' point of view. If the and again, you know you. I mean, it's funny, isn't it, football, in that Trincao came on and played such a huge part in the first goal, but you never know what happens in the game, and especially when we're down to 10, if you have a player like Ruben Neves dominating that midfield. I think he's a huge loss. Like whenever, And, you know, obviously the game, to, who would have ever expected the game would have turned on its head like it did, but... With him on the pitch, you, you kind of back yourselves. You know, it was a tough task in there for Matinho. Um, I think as the game wore on, you know, where on the legs. Plus, obviously, you've got Willie Bolly that hasn't got masses of minutes in his legs either. Johnny just coming back from injury. So, it was a tough graft in there. I think you do, uh, just, it does make you just semi-wonder if, you know, could we have trusted Luke Kundal in there to pack that midfield out? Oh, I don't know. It's, you know, the, there's, 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 there's lots of things that you could pick at and maybe it just wasn't our day. I think in the grand scheme of it, the position that we're in at this point, when we've just had a new manager, I, I, I think we would still take the position that we're sitting in right now. And the fact that we're even competing for Europe, I think is still a massive achievement for, for a manager in his first year. And still learning the league and still learning a bit about the players. And, you know, you look at if Neves is going to be out for a few weeks, it's a, it's a hell of a loss for us. Um, because he's, you know, we don't have a huge squad to go at. Um, but, but like we said before the game, it might be an opportunity for somebody else to come in and and, and take the ball by the horns and um, and really take the opportunity that's given to them. So you, you know, um, sometimes everything happens for a reason. And I think the boys have done brilliantly in the first half. Uh, we're talking about a red card that changed the game. And 11 v 11, there's no doubt we would have beaten Leeds today comfortably. 
a great man once said, football is a funny old game. And I was just thinking back when Claire was talking there to, to how we felt at Aston Villa earlier in the season yeah. with that late turnaround and what that did for our campaign. Uh, you well, you've well, you seen what it meant to the, to get the, the, the subs. And I've, I've never seen that where in a, during the game, the subs have run the other side of the pitch gone across the actual pitch. I've seen them like jump out the dugout, but not to actually run over the other side of the pitch and actually celebrate with the other players. So, and that's probably the first time I've seen that. It just shows you how much it meant to them and what what it meant to their their season so far, where they're trying to get out of this relegation zone. But look, I know it's an, another game and we, we we go on, but I think it's just the manner that we lost it. That, that's that's the problem that will stick a little bit. Yep, it'll be something to to learn from and move on from. Um, I mean, as Tomo is well aware, I used to live in Leeds. I've got a lot of Leeds friends who are fans, one of which is behind you two on that row behind who's waiting to give me some stick in a minute. So we will wrap up here on Wolves TV and wish everybody uh, a safe couple of weeks over the international break. Uh, Of course, there was plenty more coming from the under-23s who had a great night beating Aston Villa tonight, a double derby delight. Let's have that in in two weeks. On Monday, and uh, good luck, of course, to Wolves women as well. They've got some big games to come, Claire, because it's going to be an incredible running for the end of the season for them too. Yeah, definitely. They're off to Middlesbrough um, this weekend on Sunday. They've got a few big away days, but they're in pole position. Um, they lost to Burnley, obviously, a couple of weeks ago, but they bounced back on Sunday against Loughborough and got the win and got back on track. So, um, you know, the girls are brilliant and they've got a hell of a squad there. They're really behind it. They're really tight as a unit as well. So some big games to come for them, but hopefully they can hold off the um, competition and, and see it through to win the league. Claire Hakeman, Andy Thompson, thank you very much indeed for being with us. Thank you to all of you who've listened wherever you are. Football is all about passion. It's all about opinions and the debate will rage over the Raul Jimenez sending off tonight. But in the end, Wolves are beaten by three goals to two. And as Tomo says, they'll have to stew on that over the international period. See you soon.